0: Welcome. On this episode
1: today, I have got the pleasure of a fellow empty nester, and I just learned she's also a fellow Arizona native. She is a wife and mom to two college-age sons. She's an integrative nutrition and functional medicine health coach through inside-out wellness. She has a passion in helping women struggling with chronic digestive issues and autoimmune disorders. You know, she is going to share with us today her story. And let me tell you, she started suffering from bladder issues at the age of 10. Can you imagine? And she learned how to personally heal her bladder through diet and lifestyle changes. It wasn't until 2015 that she actually had a proper diagnosis and really decided to take matters in her own hands. And now she has been symptom free for over four years. I want to welcome our guest. Julie Hager. Hi, Amy. Thanks for inviting me today. You bet. I'm so excited to have you on and let you share this incredible story. I mean, 10 years old. I can't believe that's when your issues. What, what did you have going on at such an early age? Can you share that?
2: Yes, I will. Thanks. Um, I remember um, having to go to the doctor every week or two. I would be in pain, back pain, uh, pelvic pain, and I had to go to the bathroom all the time. And when I went to the bathroom, there would be blood in the cup.
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, and when it's such an early age, I mean, I think about when we're 10 years old, especially as a girl, we're just starting to get into a time of our life where we want to belong and, and fit in. And if you're dealing with something like this, how, how did that... Kind of changed your experience in growing up.
2: I had to, I, what I learned is I had to become friends with pain quickly, and yeah. you know, not fight it because for forty years, really four decades, of my life I've had chronic pain. And I think one thing that has really helped me is um, to really embrace it. And I remember praying a lot. You know, I'm not sure, God, what you're trying to teach me, but. I'm going to make the best of the situation and, um, I'm going to accept it and relax and do, you know, the best that I can do and uh, make the best of the situation. And when I was younger, I just think back, I don't remember exactly, but I know that I had a lot of fear dealing with pain and, you know, through my teen years I was sick. And, and then in my twenties, I started having a lot of stomach problems and allergy problems and, um, you know, so I had a lot going on, and I had female problems, you know, really painful cycles where I would be at home from school and bed. Um, sure. So just, you know, years of um, – I didn't know it then, but now I can look back, and I know that the things that were making me sick um, were partly from the way that I was raised and the foods that I ate, the lifestyle that I had, um, and the exposures that I had to different chemicals. Sure. And, And the doctors not explaining to me or even asking me, you know, about my own life personally. Right? No, ever ask me for forty years. No doctor ever asked me, you know, how's your diet or are you getting enough sleep or you know what other medicine do you take or um are you exposed to any kind of chemical that could be making you sick?
1: You know, right. No doctor
2: ever asked me
1: that in 40 years of
2: going to the doctor
1: a lot. Right. Well, you know, I, I believe that the doctors are trained that um, for various different reasons. Number one, my personal belief is that the pharmaceutical companies finance medical schools. So they're, they're trained to prescribe. That's what they do is, is prescribe. And they're not really trained to get to the root of the problem. So they're giving you prescriptions to band-aid a particular problem and it might get rid of the, the momentary symptom that we're having, but it's not getting down to the root issue, which is what you're alluding yes. to. But let's back us up a little bit because that's way ahead in the story, if you don't mind. Yes. Um, When you're going through something like this and and you're starting to go to the doctor at the age of 10, I mean, I think about my own chronic issues and it was way later in life that I was starting to be medically treated. I heard you say that I had bladder issues and, and extreme pain, but then that kind of morphed into stomach and gut issues. Do you think part of that was because of the medications that you were put on and that really messed with your balance in the gut?
2: I know now that it was, but I didn't know that until about three or four years ago. The answer the comic treatment for years and years, and I don't even know the total. I was given an antibiotic for every urinary infection and, um, And then for my stomach issues, I was giving—I was given actually like relaxers to relax my stomach. At one point, you know, I was—I was offered an antidepressant. it was all in my head or it was stress that, you know, I needed to be on an antidepressant.
1: Isn't that crazy that so many times as women, that's how we're treated is, well, here you, we need to, you really don't have these issues going on. It's all in your head. That is so, because you're not the first person I've heard that from. And my own personal story deals with that too, where, you know, they don't listen to you.
2: Yes. It's, it's, it's sad. And, um, just yesterday, I was at the hospital with my son and I was talking with a doctor and I said to him, do, "Do you think that what my son is eating or his stress is affecting his condition?" And he said, absolutely not, not at all." Uh-huh. And um, it just really broke my heart because um, you know that's why I'm, I became a functional medicine health coach and I'm working on being a practitioner is so I can help educate people that Great. your diet and your lifestyle, Right. matters a hundred percent the choices that you make
1: and how do you right combat, and how do you combat that when um, you know your son that's a perfect example I have a situation with a brother-in-law who has um, ulcerative colitis and his doctor has said oh yeah diet has no bearing on your disease and it's like Oh my goodness. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. And because we're, we're trained as we grow up to the doctor, it knows everything, right? You know, they're, they're kind of up on this pedestal and we listen to the doctor. That's so hard to, um, reach out and talk to people about that, your training in functional medicine and holistic health, what does it tell you about antibiotic use?
2: Well, for every time that you take an antibiotic, and so I think of, you know, personally, all those times, goodness, it must have been about a 100. For every time that you take it, it actually changes the bacteria in your stomach. And when you take a strong antibiotic, it wipes out the good and the bad bacteria. And so in your gut, if you don't mind me explaining, I can kind of explain. No, please do. We have these little microbes. They're like living organisms and um, they actually outnumber us. We're, we're their host, (laughs) (laughs) and they determine, they influence every part of our body, you know, and how we feel and our hormones and, and everything. And so you want the, the balance in there, the good and the bad bacteria. You know, you, you don't want the overgrowth of bad bacteria. Um, and so when you start taking antibiotics all the time, um, it kills off the good bacteria and then it takes, you know, a long time to, to restore it. And I didn't know how, I didn't know anything about taking a probiotic. So I wasn't feeding the good bacteria bad back. And so what was happening is I know that that was part of the reason I had stomach problems is because the bacteria and the good bacteria was constantly getting wiped out, and there was the imbalance. And because your immune system is actually housed in the gut, what that means is it was affecting my immune system, too, all those antibiotics were. And the doctor never, you know, I was never taught that it was never brought up.
1: Isn't that crazy? Now, what, what were um, what your specific symptoms to, to know that your gut was out of balance, that microbiome was out of balance, and maybe some other symptoms that you could relate to our audience that maybe they're experiencing themselves, and, and then they can understand that, hey, this is your gut out of balance?
0: That is such a
2: good question, because I think it's important to understand, and and um, my, here were some symptoms that I personally experienced, and it will be different for each person, but sure, first off, 70% of Americans are struggling with some kind of GI issue oh. and um, constipation. People, they think it's normal to go to the bathroom once a week. I thought it was normal to go to the bathroom <laughs> have a bowel movement once a week because that is, you know, how I live for years. And we need to go every day. So if you're someone listening to this and you think it's normal that you go to the bathroom once a week, then you need to have some, you need to talk to someone like myself (laughs) um, because um, your body, we take in, you know, different foods and um, we have to excrete to get rid of the toxins and the foods that we um, take in. And the way that we do that is through our urine And through our sweat and through our stool. And so if you're, you know, as you're exposed to chemicals taking in, you know, foods have a lot of chemicals. And if you're going to the bathroom once a week, what's happening is that's recirculating into your system and it can make people sick. And what can happen is you can get uh, gassy and bloated after you eat or all the time. You can have the opposite effect. You could start having to go to the bathroom a lot, have more, you know, spastic frequent um, bowel movements. And then what happened because I had um, my immune system was actually what I call hypervigilant. I started reacting to foods and the way that that affected me personally, and it can affect people differently, is when I would have particular foods or drinks. Mm -hmm. And then when I went to the bathroom, it it affected not only my bowels, but my bladder. It would burn. It felt like burning acid, like Mm. razor blades just to pee. There'd be blood in it, um, and I'd have to go to the bathroom all the time. And this went on for years, and I had no understanding that it was partly my choices. You know what I was eating—the very thing I was eating, thinking it was safe—the standard American diet. It was the way that we I grew up eating. Sure. I had no idea that that was what was making me sick, or that was what was making my stomach hurt. And what happens is when you get when you're on those antibiotics, and your good bacteria gets wiped out. You can have, you know, it's called dysbiosis where there's that imbalance and you can have overgrowth and um, that can be pathogen or not pathogen. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you start having things like yeast and you can have infections, parasites, you can have acid issues, H. pylori, too much stomach acid or not enough. Um, There's so many issues with the gut that can, you know that you're affected from your foods and your the health of your microbiome, your gut health.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's just incredible to me when that is out of balance. And, and honestly, I think science is just kind of catching up to this theory and idea in, say, the last 10 years or so, and really more specifically talking about gut balance and even in the last several years, wouldn't you say the same thing? Or am I off in my timeline? No,
2: it's, you're absolutely correct. I would say it's really just been like the last three or four. I would say it's the buzz. The buzz words are, you know, leaky gut. Gut <laughs> health. You know, I can explain that if, if uh, you think that listeners might, you know, want to understand that better. But um so you hear leaky gut, you hear gut health. um you hear the words detox. A lot of detox and cleanses are buzzwords.
1: Oh, sure. Uh, leaky gut, what an irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, you know, is another big word. And what, um, and, and those leaky gut and irritable bowel syndrome, aren't those just simply your gut being out of balance, like we were just talking about?
2: Well, yes, an irritable bowel is a collection of symptoms. And what happens, and that's what the doctor told me oh, you just have irritable bowels. Well, right. that's, that's pretty obvious because you're either not going to the bathroom or <laughs> you are, you know, you're having pain or gas or bloat. Right. So they've given a label to a collection of symptoms. And um, what I've learned going to school for functional medicine is that if you do not. Um, You know, look at the diagnosis or the symptoms, but begin to look at the root cause. What's going on? What's the underlying cause? What connects, you know, your GI problems? Right. And then start, I would just kind of call it investigating, like, you know, peeling back the layer of an onion, looking at the different things. Um. And just one by one on peeling, you know, lifting up the layer and finding more things. And then you find the root cause, the reason you're having the symptoms. And then you address the root causes, the reasons, so you don't have the symptoms. Instead sure. of just, instead of taking a pill or instead of just being told here, take this pill for your irritable bowel. Right. You found out why you have the bladder pain or why you have, you know, <laughs> um, the high blood pressure whatever your issue is because the functional medicine is the whole body the interconnection of the whole body and so you don't look at one part you look at the whole system and instead of the i had to go to at least five specialists through the years a urologist an allergist a gi specialist a family doctor and an immunologist for you know all those things instead of having one person treat me as a whole
1: and I think there's a lot of people out there like that Um, you know I remember when my brother was alive and and all the different specialists and you you just wondered were they even communicating and I know that they weren't because there were times where his main you know the immunologist was kind of his main doctor and he would look at notes and go you can't prescribe that medication you know that another doctor had prescribed and it's like you know the lay person like me isn't going to know that, hey, nurse, don't give him that medication because it's going to interact with something else that he's taking, which leads me into a whole different topic. But I love how you (laughs) explain functional medicine. And I think people are looking more for doctors like you that, that, hey, I want to treat everything as a whole because I'm a whole person. I'm not my individual parts. And they're all interconnected. Um, You know, so when we treat one area, we need to be looking at all of it. Uh, I love that. So um, we talked about, you know, okay, you had the bladder issues, which then morphed into all the stomach issues and the chronic pain, you know, that you dealt with. Um, Tell me about the moment you realized that the doctors don't have the answer, (laughs)
2: well first I just want to say I totally respect doctors and I'm and I just want to clear it I'm not a doctor and you know I don't treat or diagnose okay will help someone identify and address and and re um I would use the word reverse reverse and help you get into remission and so um when I was in my 50s I had the worst pain flare ever so you know 10 to 50 years of lots of chronic pain. I was the person I absolutely thought, you know, being the person that always had something wrong with them, I didn't like that part of me at all. And I would hide it. I felt shame. And but I got very, very sick. I think I was 51, 52, bedridden sick, you know, mm. couldn't eat foods. Um my body was actually in a state of acetosis. Um when I went to the bathroom, it felt like fire you know, I was losing weight. I was really sick. And I went to the doctor and, um, he told me at that point that I had interstitial cystitis. No doctor had ever told me that. And I didn't really know what it was. And what I knew at that point, that was the turning point that I, because the medicine he gave me had horrible side effects and it was very expensive. And it wasn't one pill. It was like three or four that this, this I'd had enough. Like, Okay. This is just another lifetime of expensive medicine and side effects. I'm going to figure out how to eat, what to eat, what's wrong with me. Because I did start connecting, you know, that the food, because they gave me a little sheet of, this was the first doctor that ever gave me a sheet in 40 years, gave me a sheet and said, here's some foods to avoid. And, um, and here's some foods that you can have. And so I looked at that sheet and I decided, I was going to do my own research, so I became my own advocate, and I encouraged that for everybody, and it took all those years to get to a point, and then I started researching what to eat and experimenting and started feeling better, and I saw the connection, and um, so I started studying nutrition. I looked up on the internet, and I found the largest school in New York City, and I went to school for a year, and this entire time, I'm... You know, working on my lifestyle and working on my mindset and learning new techniques from school, and um, then I probably after a year started feeling really good and Uh decided, okay, I'm going to take all those years of pain and turn it into a passion. I'm going to help other people. I'm going to continue to go to school, but I wanted to go deeper. Why did I have bladder pain? Why did I have stomach issues? You know, because it was more than the food. So then that's where I got into functional medicine.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And really, like it's very science based, and wanting to know, you know, the interconnection between everything and everything's interconnected, you know, every part, every system. And when it's not, and when it's when there's a, a balance, an imbalance, a dysfunction, you don't look at the one piece, the one organ, you look at everything that's going on, like we talked about. And so, because I credit my success to going into total remission, dealing with my bladder issues and my stomach issues, which were also related to, you know, immunity, autoimmunity, from taking the approach of addressing my whole body. And I know it's not for everyone because my family is, you know, they want the instant give me a pill for whatever it is. I'm going to manage my condition and they don't want to change their eating style or habits, you know? And so it's not for everybody, but I do believe that they can be um, m- married together. I'll say like it's becoming more popular for um, conventional doctors to want to hire health coaches. Right. And that is what, you know, I pray for the future for and um, have preventative care
1: right. and addressing
2: the root cause and right. uh, the, the, doctors working together with the health coaches because they don't have time and let us guide you know get in there and guide the patient and help them find the interconnections and so I really think that we're on the cutting edge and that in the next five years more doctors are going to be um, you know partnering with health coaches
1: I, I agree 100% with you. And you said, I want to back you up a, a moment because you said, I wanted to take my pain and turn it into passion. And I just love that. And I, I, I want everybody to hear that again, because you're taking your experience which is incredible. So you, you know, I've lived it, been there, done that. And now you're, you're turning it around and saying, I want to help you too. And I just think that is amazing and, and just shows what a good heart you have with all of this. Um, you talked about getting to the root cause um, and and you talked about diet. Uh, and I think that's really important. That's a key component. You know, we have to look at diet and air and water, you know, are kind of our three, you know, and when I say air, we can dive into that. But I, my podcast is called The Toxin Terminator. Can you kind of walk my audience through what were some of the things that Kind of surprised you as you dug in that, oh my goodness, doing this or doing that was really kind of causing me some of these issues.
2: Yes. Um, well, it started with food for me. I looked at my food first because okay. the kind of the approach that I took with myself is I addressed what was on my plate first because, um, you know, our mouth really is the gateway <laughs> inside our body. And then it's like, Our skin is also, you know, like a big mouth, but, um, so I just would break down, you know, what's in the food. I would read the labels and I learned for someone that has bladder issues or stomach issues, there's a lot of things in foods. Um, number one, the refined sugar, which is in everything, you know, everything, every supermarket, every commercial, every corner, every store and um, refined sugar is very toxic and inflammatory to our body right so I learned I had a strong sugar addiction that I needed to re- reduce the inflammation it was causing inflammation and I noticed right away that that helped to just take the sugar out and then I noticed I looked in my pantry I had everything in a box I would put it in the microwave or yes. you know I was really about convenience and heat me eating me, and I think the society is today that's the norm you know I, the standard American diet we've we're used to going through the drive-thru and heating up something. So anything that's in a box is going to be laden with all kinds of preservatives and chemicals. Yes. And if you look, even on a bag of chips, it'll say on the bottom genetically modified. And so that's called a GMO. And so what that means is that your food was actually made, you know, in a factory. It's not even real food. So I res- that's discovered scary. my pantry was full of these what I call Franken foods. And so... <laughs> I started changing the way that I went grocery shopping because everything came from the center of the store. My box, my basket was full of the boxes and the chips and the cookies and the you know, sweets or whatever. I started shopping with produce, the fresh foods and um, having the meat that was leaner and not having so much meat because nitrates in meat and the hormones and antibiotics, they will affect your gut health, the balance, and also the nitrates for our bladder are very inflammatory. And um, there's also different components of foods like histamines and phytates and lectins. And I had to learn all about that because different foods affect different people according to their biochemistry, what pathogens they have going on, and the state of their gut health. So um, looking at all that, studying the foods and the type that my particular body, I needed to make changes and it's different for everybody, but the basics are the sugar food, the processed food, the trans fats, the oils, um, the genetically modified, you know, getting them out. Yeah. Um, the meats that have antibiotics and, um, you know, the food dyes definitely irritated someone with a bladder issue, the food sure. and alcohol and um I'm trying to think what else is in my mind. Artificial sugars. I thought it was better to have diet soda <laughs> instead of regular soda.
1: Sure. Uh,
2: you know, removing those sodas and, and the wine and the alcohol that I drank, even though I had bladder issues, I was still you know, the doctor never even told me to stop drinking wine. I liked to drink wine and so no one ever taught me. And yes. that's the thing is like I know you want to educate people, is I wanna educate people about food because it is it can be the slowest poison to you, or it can be, you know, a form of fuel and feed you and promote wellness. And in my case, I was promoting disease, and I didn't even know it the way that I was eating. And so, starting with the plate was my very first thing that I started with.
1: I love it. I love it. And that's some good tips, and, and um, you know, I, I just a. Uh, If it's in a box, a bag, you know, just know that's not the best choice for ourselves. So, did you take it beyond the plate? Then, did you start taking a look at other things in your home about your skin?
2: Yes. Well, I would go into the grocery store. I had years of allergies. I was sensitive to, you know, pets and smells, and it got worse. And when that flare I was talking about in my fifties, what happened is I couldn't even go in a store without being assaulted or I would be in church and someone's perfume would instantly make me feel like I couldn't breathe. I kind of felt panicky and I would get a headache and I'd go to someone's house and they'd be burning candles or have air freshener and they'd have those plug-ins and they were literally toxic to me. And the reason why, that I'll explain during that flare, is you're, you have a bucket of tolerance. You know, your liver, your body's designed to heal. Your liver does a great job of filtering out. But what happened is I had over burdened my liver. I had filled my bucket overflow with toxic yeah. things where I was sick. So when I got around these other smells, I was getting assaulted because my body couldn't handle it anymore.
1: Right. There, there was wasn't nothing left.
2: Like danger, you know, I'm <laughs> <Just> saying <laughs> danger, danger. And that's what our immune system does even with the foods is um, your immune system is every day, you know, what is it going to tolerate? Its job is to tolerate. So if you're Putting in a bag of Cheetos, you know, it's having to identify, is this a foreign object or is this food? Right. (laughs) And so um, my immune system was just, you know, overstimulated, very hyper. So um, I started cleaning up the products in my house, getting rid of everything that had chemicals from shampoos to laundry soap, but also my lifestyle. I wasn't getting enough sleep. Um... You know, and I didn't sleep good for years because if you have bladder issues and bowel issues, sometimes you're not sleeping at night because you're getting up, going to the bathroom. That was very common. And I know a lot of people I've talked to, they get up at night and go to the bathroom. So then if you're not getting enough sleep, your body's not in a state of healing, you know, it needs to be restored. So other lifestyle things is, um, I was good about movement through all my pain. I was even able to run, but, um, sometimes I over-exercise, which can be, um, a burden on your body, too, you know, run too far or whatever. But I love to run, but um, other lifestyle things I, is your thought, your mindset. I had to change my mindset. Those doctors for years told me you'll always have to take a pill, you'll always have stomach problems, you'll always have bladder problems. You know, this there's no cure for this. So I believed it. So I had to work on my mindset when I understood that my body could heal. I had to believe that,
1: sure. Sure. I, I think mindset is key in, in our healing process in our body and envisioning ourselves healthy versus sick. Yeah. Um, you know, when, because my, my belief, and I don't know, Julie, if you feel the same way, but my belief is that if what we think inside of our head is what we're going to create in a reality out here. So if, if we need to see and visualize that healthy person so that we can create it on the outside.
2: I agree with that 100% because your body and your mind, you know, your body, mind, and spirit are all connected.
1: Yes, they so are. If,
2: you're t- if your mind's saying, I can't heal, I'm always going to be like this, then, you know, your body is going to follow. Yep. And so I really do, um, when, when I coach people and help them, we, we have to work on mindset because mm-hmm. people live and guilt and shame and fear from being sick. Right. They don't know who to believe or what to do. And so starting with, you know, the food and the mindset, you know, it really all goes together. But, you know, there are certain steps, you know, right away, if someone wants rapid relief, sometimes you can get that from the food, you know, because it's going into your body. And then really working on the mindset and then the lifestyle and your environment and the chemicals, and it's a process. I'll tell you, the last three and a half years, um, you know, I'm always working on something. I even right. had the silver fillings removed from my mouth because um, they. I had years of dentistry too, where I had silver fillings, and a lot of dentists don't, don't really realize, you know, that the mercury that's in them. If you've got a cracked tooth and you're biting down, that it's outgassing in your mouth. And I actually, when I was investigating the root cause for my health, that was one thing to consider is is heavy metals in my mouth because heavy metals are in food and water and yep. you know, so I got those taken out so that was a step that I did too not only you know my makeup and my products but I mean it wasn't cheap either but getting the out of my body whatever I needed to do you know I wanted to remove and my steps are kind of you know maximize minimize and prioritize taking the things minimizing the things that are causing you harm in your body And maximizing, boosting your immune system, and then prioritizing a healing environment, which means, you know, we don't always have control over the toxins in the environment, but we can do our part.
1: Right. You know, in our home. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, when we can, we can look at the things that we can do within the four corners of our, of our home, uh, you know, to minimize, because sometimes it can be very overwhelming when you start learning about chemicals and their impact, like you said, the you know, the mercury fillings in in our mouth, I'm going through the process right now, I have bridges uh, in my mouth that are metal the ceramic covering metal. (laughs) So, you know, my holistic dentist is like, Amy, you need to get those out of your mouth. That, that, you know, that's not good. It's in it. And and this is right next to our brain. Heavy metals are a neurotoxin and it's right here. So, you know, that's a huge expense because insurance doesn't cover that type of thing. Um, I love it. When you talked about you specifically talked about fragrance, um, you know, and the chemicals that you read in your home. But what about, you kind of glossed over some uh, personal care products. What were some of the big changes for you in in that arena that made a difference for you?
2: Well, just the fragrance, because everything I had, you know, society is like, you know, you have to smell good. Plug in the air freshener, (laughs) have this cologne, have your shampoo be the best smelling, you know. So just removing, honestly, it was everything because my shampoo had lots of, you know, the label was like 30 words. I can't even say them, you know, (laughs) and same thing for your beauty products, but my philosophy and approach is whatever you're putting on your skin, because it's like a big mouth and it gets absorbed. If you can't say it or you don't know what it was or you wouldn't eat it, then you probably don't want to buy it and put it on your body. And so honestly, It was everything. (laughs) It was, you know, shampoo and deodorant and toothpaste and, um, you know, fluoride in your toothpaste is very toxic. Um, it was laundry soap and cleaning, you know, that movie, uh, my big fat Greek wedding where you had the Windex, the spraying the Windex for everything, even things like, you know, Windex and the cleaners. And I used to use all the house cleaners and fabric softeners and, You know, I just took all of that out. I mean, the list is long, but here is, I don't want someone to get overwhelmed if they're listening. You start with one thing at a time, what you can do one at a time, one food at a time, one meal at a time, one product at a time, one day at a time. Because it can be overwhelming. But that's what I do. And I know you do too, is to help people clean up their environment and, you know, restore their wellness. That's our, you know, what we like to do is help people do that
1: sure and and it truly is i for me it took me better than probably two probably close to three years and I say that and with a caveat here. So it took me about three years to really get chemical free in the everyday products I use. I want to caveat with that because I, there's still things, there's mattresses, there's paint, there's carpet, there's electronics and plastics that, you know, there's flame retardant. There's all kinds of things that we get into the physical structure of our homes as well. But you know, I didn't just go all in and start dumping all the products that I use. I had health concerns, but not horrible, you know, things. So I could walk through, okay, use up the shampoo and now let's make a better choice or use up, you know, this and then now let's, you know, substitute and make a better choice. How about you? Did you go all in or did you step yourself through it?
2: It's a process. I sure. mean, even getting well, like I shared, but it took me a year to get my foods right. I didn't have anyone helping me, though. I yeah. believe you know, that's where the coaching comes in, helping somebody. It makes it a lot easier and faster. Right. But um, I still, I mean, I didn't even do my feelings until this past year. Um, and, you know, have really gotten into, uh, you know, I'm constantly learning more things. You know, I've gotten more into oils and more into Techniques like doing castor oil packs, which is, they help your body detoxify. They also sure. help someone. If you have gut, stomach problems are really good for that, you know, and, you know, just learning more techniques and it's an, a process and health is not a destination and my rest of my life. And I hope it's a long life, you know, because I'm working on that to be long and be a thriving life and be the senior citizen who's playing with my grandkids. Yeah. Um, in order to achieve that goal that means every day i need to decide how am I, what am i going to do to improve my health today what can i do that you know can improve my health and also you know also help other people improve their health
1: i love it and i love that you talk about um, you know cuz you're like me we're we're in the plus 50 category yes. <laughs> and and you i think know. you know we w- prior to that um I don't want to say we felt immortal, but, you know, mortality just wasn't on the top of the brain. Once you turn 50, you kind of put yourself into that second half of the century category and you start thinking, not really thinking about your mortality, but it, it it's something that's more prevalent for us. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was all of a sudden, it's like, I really need to take care of this body. I only got one and it's really time because like you, I want to. I have 12 grandbabies. I want to enjoy all of them and be energetic, not, not be sitting on the couch uh, or the uh, front porch in a rocking chair, right? Yeah. You know, enjoy life. I want to make sure uh, there's a couple questions I want to get to before we have to conclude yes. the, the interview. Um, your story has been so impactful, and I just love the energy and passion that you share. But I want to ask you. If the new you could talk to the old you, what would you say?
2: That's a good question. Uh, You know, I carried a lot of shame for having something wrong with me, and I thought I was broken. And so I would just, you know, I wasn't broken. I just wasn't taught or educated, um, and I didn't have the right help or support. So if you're listening to this, you know, (laughs) you're not broken and there's hope for you.
1: I love that, you know, don't, um, that is so, so good and so powerful. And that'll take me right into some of the best ways you've got some great information to share with people. Um, you know, don't go down this journey alone. If you connected with Julie and you love her story, um, you can find her on Instagram and that's through, what's the handle? Inside Out Wellness with Julie. With Julie. Okay. And um, you've got a website as well? Same thing, Inside Out Wellness with
0: Julie. With
1: Julie. I, I know when I went there, she offers a free guide, the ultimate guide to gut and autoimmune health. So you do private coaching? Do you do group coaching? Um, how does that work?
2: Right now, I've just been doing private coaching. And I will do nutrition assessments with, with people or if they want just an, deep comprehensive health history where I help them interlink and connect what's going on. So they kind of have a plan or a three month plan. Cause it takes honestly three months. You can yes. feel better that it, it, it can take six months. And like we just talked about you and I both, it's a process. And it could so take
1: years. Yep.
2: it's faster with a coach though, having someone to help you. And I do partner, I'll help you, you know, partner with your doctor.
1: Yep. As a team, I think that's phenomenal, and I like how you bring that out—that you can walk this journey alone, and you know, step yourself through it, and take years and years, or yes. you can cut the curve in half and, you know, working with a coach like yourself, Julie, you've been there, you've walked through it. So not only do you have the steps of what to do with your training behind it, but you've got the compassion, um, have, having experienced your, uh, yourself. So I love that. And you're most active on Instagram, right? Yes. Okay. So Julie, thank you so much for sharing your story with our listeners. Thank you for giving the insight to really take a look at our gut and um, that that's really a lot of our, our issues because I think we really kind of dove into a lot of gut uh, issues and, and then the kind of three-step process in, in walking away from that. Is there any final thoughts you want to share?
2: Now, I just want to thank you so much for inviting me Um, like yourself. You know, I just don't want to see people suffer. And there's so many people that are suffering and in pain and I lived it. And I want to give hope that you can um, restore your health and not have to suffer any longer.
1: Ah, thank you. You have a blessed day and our listeners are just going to love this. Thank you.